Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey, Life Masters. This is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery, and today I'm super excited to introduce you to one of my inspirations and one of my mentors for my online business. His name is Russell Brunson. He is the co-founder of ClickFunnels, which helps you create a funnel for your online business. It's what I use to create all the funnels for Project Life Mastery. Can't recommend them enough, whether you're doing affiliate marketing or selling on Amazon or publishing books or whatever that might be. Having a funnel is so important and it's something that we talk about in this interview. Uh, Russell's actually created a movement, a community, the Funnel Hacker movement and community that I'm proud to be a part of that I also want to share with you guys as well. So he's built a $100 million business now with ClickFunnels. He's got an incredibly inspirational story of where he started to getting to where he is today. We went into his mindset, one of his biggest failures. Uh, We had to lay off 80 employees in one day. The mindset of it and what drives him and what motivates him. And there's so much awesome wisdom in this interview that you're going to absolutely love. So make sure that you schedule the time for this, no distractions, and enjoy this interview. All right, right now I'm here with Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels and one of my mentors and someone that inspired me to start my business. Uh, Russ, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, man, glad to be here. I'd love for you to share with my audience a little bit about your story. Um, Your story inspired me when I started um, I remember back in the day, you're, I think, in college, and you're learning how to make a potato gun, and you realize <laughs> that you could turn that into an info product, and you're selling it as a DVD, and that was one of the first ways. But now, like, fast forward to today, you've built this incredible company with ClickFunnels that we use it in our, our business. We love it. It's, you've created more than a company. You've created a movement. And I'm just going to love for you to share with my audience, like, where you started from and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, it's funny. As you said, that I actually have a potato gun. Can I grab it real quick? Just anyone doesn't know. So this, we still play with these in the office. This is like a potato gun. So um, yeah, I was in I was in college and I was trying to figure out this whole game. And I remember uh, back then everyone was talking about information marketing, creating info products, and and I was like, but I don't have any talents or skills or any abilities. Like, what do I do one on? And it was a spring break, and my buddy and I, um, we were the two guys on the Boise State wrestling team who were married. So everybody else was like out doing what non-married people do when they're during spring break. And we were stuck at home because our wives were working. We're like, oh, we can't like go have fun. So he was like, hey, man, you want to make a potato gun? I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, it's like these guns and you shoot potatoes. They're so much fun. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we spent the whole weekend building potato guns and uh, had so much fun. And then I remember the next Monday I went back to school and I'm sitting in my class like all bummed out because like I don't want to be there. And uh, and then at the end time I was learning about in, in you know, selling information products. And I was like, I wonder if anyone else besides me was like looking for information about potato guns. I remember I, I, uh, I searched online and there's like 18,000 people a month searching potato guns and nobody had a product. So I went and uh, I called my buddy up. And I was like, dude, 
this is this huge opportunity. Let's make a DVD selling, uh, teach people how to make potato guns. And so we went and made that, and that was my very first information product. I put it out there, we started selling some, and um, and that's how the whole, <laughs> the whole thing got started. Um, but it was just so much fun. I remember, it's, it's, fun, it's funny, I think um, up to that point in my life, I always thought I was a dumb kid. Like, I always struggled in school, and I was just, like, I was a wrestler, but I was, like, not that smart. And I remember when, when I made this first little this little website, I was selling potato gun DVDs. I remember I started learning marketing stuff. Like I would read a book, and I would learn something, and I would go try it on my thing, and it made it would make it make more money. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the most exciting thing in the world. I read another book. I learned something. I, I try something and it make more money. And I was like, everything I'm learning now turns into more money. And I became obsessed with like learning. And it was funny because like that was the first time I ever considered myself smart because I was like learning something, do it. And I'd see a result. I learn, do, see a result. And that's when for me, the whole thing caught on fire. And I became obsessed with, with marketing and business and selling stuff. And, and uh, it's been a crazy ride ever since then. Yeah. And when you started too, I mean, it was the way you learn is very different than today. I mean, now there's YouTube and all of that. You know, back in the day when you were first learning this, how did, how did you learn? Like, what did you go through? Courses, books? How did you learn this process? It's funny because there weren't. It's not like today where there's like, like you said, there's a billion things to learn. This is pre pre Facebook, pre MySpace. If you guys remember Friendstrike, that was the social network back when I was getting started. Um, and uh, it, but there were a couple guys who were doing stuff. I remember um, Armin Morin was one. There was Mark Joyner. There were three or four guys who were making money. And so, and part of it, like, they, they were teaching it, but mostly they were just doing it. And I remember I was just watching what they were doing, and I got really obsessed with like just the process. I remember um, if you remember Armin, he had all these products like software generator, e-cover generator, header generator. And, like they all followed the same process. I remember like, these long sales letters, and then you buy it, and then it'd be like some kind of upsell, and like. And so I'd buy everyone their things. I would just watch the process over and over and over again. And so for me, the very first um, outside potato guns, like my very first product I ever made was a software product. Cause I saw Armin made software. So I'm like, I'm gonna make a software product. I made one and I remember like modeling what he did, like almost identical. Like he had a picture of him in his suits. So I got a picture of me in a suit, like, you know, just looking the same. And then he had a headline that was blue. So I had a headline that was blue. And like, I just modeled as close as I could uh, everything he did. But it was, you know, my, it was my stuff, my product, my words, my everything, but I just modeled the, the look of it because I was like, he's, it's got to work. Like, he figured out that this is the process that works. So I modeled it, and that's how I made my first, you know, we didn't call them funnels back then, but my first funnels were all, that's what we, that's what they looked like. They looked identical to, to the people who were doing it, and we, I just modeled them really, really close. And, and it was funny because sometimes those guys would do um, teleseminars back in the day, and the, usually I was in school during the teleseminar, so I would, I would download them afterwards. I remember I'd go on these wrestling terms, so we'd have to drive you know, from, from Boise up to, 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 uh, Oregon or California, we had like 18 hour van rides with like 20 wrestlers in a van and everyone else would be listening to music. And I'd be listening to these guys talking about their internet businesses. And I would just be like, so fascinated for hours and hours, just listening to all their stories and what they were doing and how they were doing it. And that's really kind of where I learned a lot of the stuff initially was just watching those guys do it and then hearing them talk about it on teleseminars. That's awesome. And you eventually started teaching other people how to build a business, teaching marketing, how did, how did you how did you start ClickFunnels? What was the story behind starting ClickFunnels? Because that was really what took you to that next level of where you are today. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first decade of, of this experience for me was just doing it, right? I was in the game. I was playing with it. We were creating all sorts of funnels from everything from like, uh, we had neuropathy, diabetic neuropathy uh, pain pills. We had dating products, weight loss products, uh, couponing, baby sign language. Like every, every like as soon as you learn how this, this game works and you get excited you start trying to do it in every single market speed reading like every single market that is interesting to me like i found the guru i we build the funnels for him and so it was really like first off a decade of just like geeking out on it and just doing it 
Um, and then like most good entrepreneurial businesses, it's like you find your pain points and you try to figure out how to solve them. And the hardest thing for us is it took us on average about three months to build out a funnel between our designers, our copywriters, like uh, programmers, like all the people and then connecting the shopping carts. Like it was just a big process. And um, one of the guys that worked with me at the time, um, he was one that was kind of doing it every single time. And I think he was annoyed that it was like, we're doing another funnel. Like all these funnels are very similar. And, and one day um, he was like, we could build, I could build something that, that would make this really, really easy. It was funny. It was like, not, that wasn't like a unique idea. Like I wasn't the first one to think of it. There were tons of people who tried to build right. like a funnel builder. In fact, I had tried twice earlier. Um, one time we tried to call it click.com.com. And I still have all the old screenshots and all the stuff. And we tried to create it there and it didn't work. And I had tried twice before it. But um, Todd, who's now my co-founder, he, he one day was like, I, we, we should build this software that does all the stuff that we, that we keep doing by hand. And I was like, dude, we've tried it twice. It doesn't, it's not going to work. Everyone's tried it. And he's like, no, I think I can, I can do it. And Todd is like literally the smartest human I've ever bumped into in this planet. Uh, he knows marketing, he knows sales, he knows copywriting, he knows uh, coding. Like he's just the smartest human ever. And, um, and he, he lives in Atlanta. So we were in Boise kind of planning this thing. He flew home to Atlanta and spent the next five or six months and um, built what became ClickFunnels. And um, just, uh, it was cool because it, it simplified all the stuff we were doing. The, the initial plan was him and our other co-founders, a guy named Dylan, Jones and um, they used to code it and they'd send it to me and I'm like, How, what do I do? And they're like, we can't tell you. Like, we have to tell you what what to do. That means we fail. Like, just do it. And they make me record myself using it. And they would watch me like if I couldn't find the button and they see my mouse floating around. The button's right here. I'm like moving it. Like, where's the thing? And it's funny. I, I'd watch the videos with them. I hear them yelling like, you're like half an inch from the button. Like, how do you not see that? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's the wrong color. Like, you have to change it. So they change the color or move it or whatever. And, and that's how we did ClickFunnels. Like, like we had to make it so simple that Russell could actually do it. And as soon as we have that, then we know we've got something we can sell. And uh, we did that. And then, yeah, when it came out, it just, you know, you never know what ideas, what projects are going to hit. And that one, that one hit for us. And it's been, you know, four and a half years since that launched. I think today we have a number right here, uh, 88,000 active members, 88,157 active members as of right now, people paying anywhere from 97 to $297 a month to use it. And it's just, it's, it's been a, a whirlwind. It's been fun and crazy and scary and exciting all wrapped yeah. into one, one huge party. <laughs> yeah. And you guys just make it so much easier. I remember when I started as well, you had to either know HTML and code it yourself, or you'd have to find some freelancer that would, you know, code everything for you. And it was just such a pain to do it. And, and for those of you that are watching that don't know what a funnel is, you, you know what it is. You just might not understand the language of it. It's when you go to a page, there's like a landing page. You put in your name and email address, and then there's a sales page. There's upsell pages, downsell pages. There's, you know, the order page. All of that is part of a funnel. But, you know, there's, there's other ones out there. I mean, using WordPress and different themes for it. And, but you guys have really, I think, made it even easier for people. But I think one thing that you guys have done is you've made a movement. It's not just... That, that you're creating a funnel, you've created an identity for people that that was one of the reasons why I transitioned to ClickFunnels because before that, I was using WordPress with like, you know, different themes and then I'd use lead pages. But you guys made it cool. You know, you made it cool to be a funnel hacker and uh, you guys put on an awesome event. You got resources and trainings and the community and all of that, which I love. And I'd love to hear kind of the thinking behind that because you teach that a lot into your Expert Secrets book, which I love. Everybody, I'll put, put a link below to that book. It's one of my favorite books. There it is for you. Um, I'd love to kind of hear, I guess, that thinking on, on building a movement, what you guys have done. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like when we were first building ClickFunnels, you know, Todd's job was to build ClickFunnels. My job was like, how are we going to sell this thing? And so I remember thinking, I was like, if, 
if ClickFunnels is Russell's business, no one's going to care about it, right? Because it's just, it's Russell's business. Um, but I was like, how do we make it like our business? Like everybody who's involved, like it's not just a product we use, but it's like, this is part of our business. And I didn't know how to do that. And actually it went with uh, one of my friends invited me to this, um, to this event. It was a network marketing event. And, uh, and I'd never really been to one before. But he's like, dude, you have to see what happens to these things. So I went to this event and I think there was like four or 5,000 people at it. And the company, they, what they sell is soft, it's a software product. And, um, and I walk in it and I'm like, why? Like, there's a lot of people here and they're all going crazy and people are getting on stage and they're telling their story of how they use the software and they're crying the tears and all these things are happening and like person after person for like three days, just everyone's telling their story. They're giving out awards to people and all this stuff. And I'm just like perplexed, like so confused. And I remember looking uh, as David Fry was my, my buddy that, that took me to sing and, and he's like, you see what they're doing? I'm like, no, I have no idea what's happening here. Like, why are people crying? This is software that sends things in the mail. It doesn't make any logical sense. And he's like, they didn't create a software company. He said, they created a movement. He's like, watch what they're doing. He's like, he's like, people are, are part of, like, this is not just a product they use. This is part of their identity. He's like, this is, and um, he's like, they give out awards. They do recognition. Like, he's like, watch what's happening. I remember watching this whole experience. And I was like, oh my gosh. And they create something special. And as we were building ClickFunnels, I'm like, how do we do that? Like, I want to create something special too. And I didn't know all the steps ahead of time. I just knew that that was the end goal we wanted to try to get to. And if you do read Expert Secrets, as you know, I kind of, you know, a lot of things we didn't, we just did, and then like they had these big impacts, and we kind of reverse engineered Expert Secrets, like we did this, we did this, we did this. But you know, a big part of it is first off is helping people identify with, with what the thing is, right? And the first time that happened, we didn't do it on purpose. We had people were signing up for ClickFunnels, and we had this huge churn where people were leaving, and um, and we're like, how do we get people to stick? And we're trying all sorts of weird things. And one day I had an idea because. I love t-shirts. This is one of my ClickFunnels diehard funnel hacker t-shirts. Um, but I was like, I was like, what if we created a, a shirt? Because um, the biggest people, reason why people left ClickFunnels is they signed up and they didn't, they, they logged in, they're like, ah, I don't do, and they, they would cancel, right? And we didn't have a chance to even like help them. So I was like, what if we make a video that shows them how to use ClickFunnels, but we, we, we get them to watch, like we bribe them to watch, like we give them the shirt that said funnel hacker on it in, in exchange for the thing. And and uh, we're like, well, let's, let's test this. We did that. So they had to watch like a, I don't know, like a 15 minute video. That's a demo video, ClickFunnels, after they signed up. And then I sent them a t-shirt. I covered the shipping and the print. I just, you just watch the video. I'll cover all the costs. We'll send you this t-shirt. And so we ordered like 5,000 shirts. And within a month, they were gone. And uh, our accountant's like, dude, we wasted so much money. They, we can't do this. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe we'll just turn it off. And I remember at that same time, like almost the same day, I got an email from somebody. It was this dude. And he's like, hey, I, I signed up for ClickFunnels like four or five weeks ago. And he's like, I've, I've never logged in since, but he's like, but I got that t-shirt in the mail and it's my favorite t-shirt. Like I wear it to bed every single night. And he's like, even though I don't use ClickFunnels, I don't log into it. He's like, I'm a funnel hacker and I don't want to lose that identity. So I'm going to keep paying my monthly fees for forever. And like, I had this light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh, like, like people identify with like, that's who they like. They, they consider themselves a funnel hacker. And so we went and ordered like 20,000 new t-shirts and, and to this day, I think we've given away like half a million uh, funnel hacker t-shirts. And it's crazy that like, people that are that are in Singapore or in Australia, a random place around the world, my friends, who will send me pictures on my phone, like, I'm in a bus in, like, Asia, and there's, like, three dudes wearing Funnel Hacker t-shirts, he's like, this is the craziest thing in the world, and, um, but it really gives people, like, an identity, like, it's like, this is who we are, like, we are Funnel Hackers, and, and they identify with it, and it's not, oh, that's Russell's company, it's like, no, this is, this is our, our company, our movement, it's like, how do you, you try to reverse engineer that and create that, and there's a bunch of ways to do it, but that was, like, the big aha, it's like, if I can make this where it's, this is our company, not Russell's company. Then people are bought into it more than just, you know, then, then when the, the hundreds of different knockoffs of ClickFunnels come, they're not going to go and leave. They just look, I got one of my guys in my inner circle. He said, 
he said every time someone comes out with the next click funnels killer i see i see it in my news feed in my phone he's like he's like i paused just long enough to go ha and i keep scrolling he's like i don't care how much better they were even they were better than you i don't care because i'm a funnel hacker and this is my company and i was like that like that's that's the goal that's the plan yeah and i think what yeah, he does yeah and what you're doing you're creating like a raving fan culture a community of people and that that's something that differentiates click funnels than any other one out there and i it kind of leads me to this question, which is how has marketing changed? How has it evolved from when you started? Because when you started, um, I remember it was, you know, before there, was a, there wasn't a lot of video. Video wasn't as big. There wasn't a lot of content marketing. There wasn't as many influencers and people putting themselves out there. There wasn't maybe a, a brand that wasn't the mindset for people. It was more just like, let's just put out a product, try to make money from it. But I've seen it kind of evolve now where it's all about building a brand. It's about building a community. It's about creating a movement, creating that identity, providing value to people, building the raving fans. I just kind of love to hear just kind of how you've seen it evolve to this point. And what do you think people need to do today and moving forward to, to be relevant and kind of rise, rise above all that noise? Yeah. So when I got started, there was basically two schools of thought marketing. There was like direct response marketers and they were brand marketers and they hated each other. Like, it was like, you know, whatever, like they just did not get along at all. And I found the group, like the guys I connect with initially were like the direct response marketers. Direct response is basically every ad you put out, you ask for a response. Like, like if you see infomercials where it's like, get this free book, call this number. Like that's direct response. There's a direct response, right? Versus branding where it's just like McDonald's or Coke where it's like, here's a Coke. You should, you know, like here's a Coke again. Here's another, you know, and they, and they were, they, they, they fight against each other. And so I, I grew up with Dan Kennedy and Jay Bram, all the hardcore direct response marketers. And so that's where I kind of learned from it. And the thing I love about direct response is like, is like you only do things that are profitable, right? You, you spend money, but you have to get it back. And, and it makes you smart. It makes you think through the numbers and the metrics and stuff. But back then it was like, that's all it was. And so there was no personality. There was no, it was just like whoever had the best copy won and people could say whatever they wanted because there was no accountability. There's no social media. It was just like, you know, and so um, I feel like for, man, for probably half a decade or so in, in that window, that's when there were so many scams and so many things coming out because like there was no accountability. It was like, you had a good copy, you won and you got the money, whether your product was good or bad. And if it sucked, nobody had any outlet. Then fast forward to, you know, the last, the last five or six years where social media has become this big thing. And now there's instant accountability. Most of the scam artists that I know of have disappeared. They've gone bankrupt because they sell a crappy product and in five seconds it's on Facebook and everyone else knows and the whole thing just disappears. Right. I think it's good for the for the business as a whole. Like it gives accountability. But what's fascinating is then the social media thing also like like made this branding thing that used to be like you just dump a bunch of money like Coke or McDonald's or Pepsi and just hope something happens. So also now it's like they're they're intermingled and it brings these two things together. And I really feel like social media has given it where it's like there's direct response and there's branding and those two things now tie together. And so for me, like back in the day, it was just me selling direct response stuff. Now it's like I'm still doing that. Like when ClickFunnels came out, we did everything through direct response. But as we were doing that, it built this amazing brand. And now the brand has power by itself. And, and you couldn't do that before. Like it was either one or the other. Now it's like they both work simultaneously. And I think that's what's exciting. And so um, I think for people nowadays who are just kind of getting into that is understanding that like you need to learn these principles like funnels and copywriting and, and all, like how to run ads. But at the same time, it's like you become the brand. Like people, people no longer connect with – you know, I, I've been um, – uh, I have a, a company I'm investing in that's like an energy uh, drink thing. So I've been watching the energy drink company, right? And there's all these brands, there's Monster, and there's, there's you know, five-hour energy, and there's all these, like, these big brands that were built during the branding days. But I look at companies like um, uh, Bang, uh, what's it called? Bang, uh, it's, the, it's the drink, right? It's called Bang, and they are right now passing everybody. And what they're doing 
is they're just going and finding who are the influencers and they find, you know, I don't agree with their marketing hundred percent. They find like the cute hot girls on Instagram and Facebook and they pay them to walk around holding their drink. But you know, as cheesy as that, that marketing is, it's like, they, they understand like these people all have millions of little brands and they're now co-branding with that. And that's how these companies are blowing up. And they're, they're surpassing all these companies that have you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in funding and, and advertising budgets. And they're passing them all up by, by leveraging that thing. And I think it's, it's interesting as you start understanding, like you are the brand people connect with people nowadays as opposed to brands. And so it's like, um, if you want to be successful, you got to kind of come out of that shell, which for me is, is tough. Like I'm super introverted. Like People see me on camera, I'm like, oh, or on stage with my phone, like, hey. But I put the phone away and I'm like, I hide back in my shell because like I'm not by default that way. But if you want people to connect with you, like you have to be willing to open up and be a little bit vulnerable because that's what gets people to come to you. Whereas I like, think our mindset a lot of times we have to posture and be perfect all the time because um, so people will respect us, but that actually like pushes people away. And so as you start selling your products, it's really about like opening yourself up, you're putting yourself out on social media, like doing Facebook Lives, doing Instagram, doing those things because that's what people are craving today more than anything. In our big social world, people are craving connection and those who are willing to open up and like share, that's the connection comes in and then they'll buy the products and the services you have, but they're looking for the person first, more so than the product first, which is the big shift I think that's happening right now. Yeah, and one thing I, I really respect about you is just how authentic you are. You know, you always just come across very genuine, very humble and authentic and I think people connect with that too and I think, People are craving that, you know, in every niche, every market out there, people want to connect with someone that's just like them, you know, not that person that's the expert or the guru or way up on a pedestal that they can't relate to. They want, you know, one thing that you said on um, the live training the other day with Tony and Dean was just being one step ahead of people. You know, you don't have to have everything figured out or be perfect, but just being someone that's also on that same journey as they are in that same niche or market, but just one step ahead and you just being transparent and sharing and authentic and wanting to help them. And that, that's what people connect with. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting because I think a lot of times we do think we have to be perfect or have to be like, when I know everything, then I'll go and start teaching it. Like if I would have, if I would have waited to do everything to start teaching funnels to the world, like I'd still be like in the learning phase. Right. But as soon as I was like my first squeeze page I ever made, I got leads. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like everyone, you need a squeeze page. Like I'm yelling it from the rooftops and you know, the time no one was listening, but I was so excited that I had to share it. You know, and it's like, oh, and then the first time I sold something, like, ah, you know, and it's just, it's, it's getting excited about what, you, what you're, you're learning and discovering and then not being scared to share it. Um, and as you share it, that's when people start coming to you. And it's funny because a lot of times it's like, well, oh, well, you know, so-and-so knows this better than me or like this person's got a PhD or whatever. And it's like, the thing is like people don't connect with the dude with the PhD or, you know, someone else. Like there's some people who love Tony Robbins will connect with Tony, but there's some people who like Tony turns them off. And then you got like, let's say Brendan Bouchard over here. It's like. You know, they don't like Tony, but they, they plug into Brendan. Or maybe it's like me. They, someone loves me and they plug in. Or they make, ah, like, I don't like Russell. He talks too fast. He blurs his words. Um, I, I'd rather hang out with so-and-so. So it's like all of us, God's given us these unique abilities. Of, and those, those abilities he's given us, I believe, so that we can connect with other people. And so just because someone may know more doesn't matter. Just, you know, like, because you are you, like, that's what gets people attracted to you as soon as you're willing to share that, which is the scariest part, but it's yeah. the most important part. I love it. So if you were to start over today... Okay, knowing, you know, just in the world we live in today, there's so many opportunities that people have, whether that's selling on Amazon, you know, you've published your own books, you've created and sold your own information products, software, there's affiliate marketing, uh, there's doing your own events and masterminds. Like, where do you think you would start if you were to start all over today? Um, that's a good question. Because, yeah, I, I've, I've had a chance to tip my, tip my toe in a lot of things. We did supplements, we've done, yeah, so many things. Um, 
you know, for me, it's it's interesting because I think a lot of times what we think of as as marketers, like what product would we sell? Like that's the first thing we go to. But I think for me, it would be more like I'd probably step take a step back, and um, I've been kind of obsessed with um, with the movie Avengers lately because Endgame just came out. It was insane. Um, but like, I really think like if I was to start over right now, the, my first step wouldn't be so much like what am I going to sell, as much as like who's the who's like the Avenger team I'm going to create to do whatever we want to do, right? Like I, I had incremental successes for a decade, and it wasn't until like I met Todd who could build click funnels, and I met um, you know all the the people that that act because it wasn't just one or two people. It's like it was a group of people, and it was like we were all the you know it was like the bottom of all the the crashes of our businesses that all this thing came together. We kind of assembled this dream team, and then click funnels was the thing that came out of it. I think the first thing I would do is I would look at like what am I good at, what are my strengths, and what are, what are the things I struggle with. And I would go find the other people that that complement that and I would try to build a dream team like, hey guys, this is what we're gonna try to do. Let's get people together. And then from inside of that is we'd figure out, okay, what's the thing we're gonna do? And um, you know, obviously I love software, so I would try to make sure someone on my dream team could build software because like I've loved the software business, it's been fun. Um, that can also be intimidating if it's your first time. Um, you know, obviously with um with everything we're talking about with mastermind, like mastermind is one of the easiest ways. And I think if you were um, to pick a group and say, okay, I'm really good at this piece and find three or four people that are good at different different aspects of whatever it is you're, you're trying to do, right? So let's say it was marketing, you find an SEO expert, a PPC expert, funnel expert, a copywriter, and like, and you, and like that becomes the group and you build a mastermind around that. That way you're leveraging everyone's strengths, not just your own. Or let's say it's biohacking, you find someone who's good at morning routines and supplementation and uh, weird things and I don't know, whatever, right? And you assemble this dream team and now it's like, now you've got this, this dream team and that becomes the foundation for for the mastermind group. Now people come because they want to learn from, from the group. And I probably do something like that, but I'm a big believer. It's funny, when I first got started, it was it always had to be about me. And I think a lot of times we do like, well, I've got to be the entrepreneur. And it's like now in my in my old age, doing this now 15 years, it's like, man, I, I would much rather bring in a bunch of rock stars and let everybody kind of share in that because it makes everyone's job easier and that makes the experience as a whole way more valuable. Yeah, I love that. And um, you know, at the time of this video right now, um, you know, we're both promoting and being a part of this big launch with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. You partnered up with them on this and you bought for them the domain name mastermind.com. And my whole audience, they've been watching, I've been sharing nonstop about this because I've been so excited about it. And, you know, we're, we're creating a new movement right now with making self-education the new norm. We're taking it to the next level. And I'd love for you to share, how did this come about for you? How did you get involved with Tony and Dean and why are you so passionate about this? <laughs> well, a couple of things. First off, I've been uh, mastermind groups is what changed everything for me. Um, I joined Bill Glazer's mastermind group um, back when I first got started. I was in that for six years, and it it was huge for me. And then um, after that, I got done. I was trying to find other mastermind groups. I didn't find any that I really connected with. So I started my own. I've been running my own now for six or seven years. And then um, Dean launched one that was like the hundred K group. And I was trying to become friends with Dean because, like, you know, the, Dean's just awesome. I was like, I want to become friends with him. And uh, and I was at this thing and near where he lived and I set up a meeting to go meet with him for, for dinner or something. We were talking and he was like, Hey, I'm thinking about selling this, this mastermind group for a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, I'm in. He's like, what am I, I'm in. And so I was the first person that bought his hundred K group. And then he leveraged that to sell the whole thing out. Um, but I was like, I want to get into Dean's circle. And so like, that was a big reason why I did that. And it's been really awesome to know him. And then what's interesting is, um, Brandon Bouchard, this is probably nine or 10 months ago now invited me and Dean and Lewis Howes and, a bunch of people to this mastermind group in, um, in Wyoming. And, uh, so I went to it and hung out and it was just, you know, anytime you have someone that knows how to facilitate a mastermind group, right? It, it's, it, it's an amazing experience. So I went to this thing, had a great time and on a flight home, um, Dean and I were like sitting next to each other on the plane. So we're flying home, just talking and 
And you could tell like he wanted to tell me about this project, but he couldn't. And he's like, ah, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm like best, best friends with Tony Robbins. I'm like, I know your friends. He's like, yeah, we talk like literally every day. I'm like, are you serious? Like, dude, that's so cool. And we're talking about that. He's like, yeah, we're kind of doing this new project together. And he was super vague about it. He was trying to explain it. I was like, I have no idea what you're actually talking about. Like, it doesn't sound that cool. And then finally he said something. He's like, it's kind of like masterclass.com. Instead of from instead of like courses, it's like masterminding, like bigger things. It's like instead of like going and buying a course for Michael Jordan about how to play basketball, you actually go to his house and play basketball. It's because of Tony, we can connect with people like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, dude, you like I was like, do you own mastermind.com? He's like, no, he's like, someone else has it. We're gonna do it. He had some other name for it. I was like, oh like, dude, if like if you're gonna get master uh, masterclass.com, you have to own mastermind. He's like, you know, and yeah, he's just kind of like, oh whatever. So I went home that day and I went and I searched, I went to mastermind.com and sure enough, somebody owned it. But the dude holding on the homepage was holding two comic club award, which is the award we give out to our people. I was like, he's a funnel hacker. And so uh, I had Dave call and I was like, Dave, see if we can, if there's any way we can buy that. Cause it would just be super cool. And the first, I think the first thing he came back was like a million dollars. I was like, Oh, <laughs> like, uh, that's a lot. And Dave did his negotiation. We got it down to, I can't remember. It was like somewhere between five and $600,000. And so we bought it. And it was kind of ridiculous. And I'm like, do I just give it to them or do I? So I was like, I'm like, I'm just going to just be crazy. I'm just going to like give it to him. Cause like, again, like one of my goals in life is for Tony Robbins to think I'm cool. So like, I was like, I'm just going to give it to him. So I just gave it to him. I'm like, Hey man, we bought it. It's yours. I hope you like you, hopefully you guys can use it for your launch and for everything. And then Dean came back and he was just like, Oh my gosh, that's cool. And then he came back and he's like, Hey, we would love to actually let you become a partner. Uh, like I'm a minority partner. They, they, it's their company. But, uh, if you, if, you know, as, as an exchange for this gift. And I was like, that's, that's really, really cool. So uh, they let me kind of come in and I've had a chance to create some of the videos and the training. Um, you know, I was able to be on the live cast and um, I'm going to be hanging out on the Fiji trip. They feel there's a bunch of other cool stuff, but that's kind of how it came about. And it's been, it's been a, a super cool, super cool ride and totally worth the insane investment to, <laughs> to be able to be business partners with those guys. Yeah. And, and right, right now, this is right. one of the biggest launches that's, that's been happening in this industry. And it's, I really think it's the beginning of something big. And anytime, as you know, Tony Robbins does anything, you know it's going to be awesome, you know it's going to be big, and you know it's going to change a lot of people's lives. So it's, it's really cool to be a part of it. And uh, for those of you that are watching that there's still time to get in and join, there'll be links below if you want to learn more about it. But um, I'd love to hear, you know, how, how did Tony change your life? You know, we're both huge Tony Robbins fans. He changed my life when I was 17 years old. And I know he means a lot for you as well, but I'd love to hear from you. And you've also had the chance to hang out with him. Um, you were in his new Money Masters program. I remember I watched that and learned more about you then. But how has he made an impact in your life? And what can you say about Tony and who he is? Yeah. Um, so initially, I, I, I learned about Tony. I remember hearing his name a lot of times. And, um, and so I remember going to eBay one day when I had my eBay account. When I first got my eBay account, and I searched Tony Robbins. There were all these courses, so I bought every one of them. I literally bought every Tony course that was on eBay. Um, and so one day I get this huge box. And so it was fun because um, I tried to listen. Like my wife and I would go on a – this is when we first got married. Like we'd go on these long rides, and i try to listen to marketing stuff, and she hated it. She's like, oh, I don't like this marketing stuff. And so when Tony's stuff came, I tried to listen to CDs, and she like she loved it. And so we started listening to Tony as we were driving on vacations and stuff. And, and it was really cool. Um, but the biggest impact came, we were about seven years into our marriage and they always say the seven year itch, like that's when marriages like I think get tough. And, uh, and it was definitely getting tough for us. And, um, about that time I, I randomly got a call one day from someone on Tony's team, like, Hey, Tony wants to meet you in Salt Lake today. Can you be down here? And I was like, what? I was like, is this a prank call? They're like, no, like he's in Salt Lake. He wants to meet you. Can you come meet him today? And I was like, well, I live in Boise. They're like, is that close? I'm like, no, it's like five hour drive. They're like, oh crap. 
well, he's going to be in Toronto next week doing UPW. Do you want to come, go to the event, and then he'll meet with you then? And I was like, yes. And so I flow down. And again, I've never been to a Tony event. And so I brought my backpack and my laptop. I was just in the back and take notes. And I get there. and People are dancing and screaming. And we walked on fire that night. And, like, it, it was an amazing experience. I remember coming home. And, you know, I, you, you come home from that. And you're, like, on, you know, you're here, like, a cloud nine and you get home and you, you're there with your family and everyone ever seems depressed. Like they were normal before, but you come home and they seem depressed cause you're like up here. Right. And I was just like, my wife, like, Oh, like you have to experience this. And she's like, why are you so happy? I'm like, I don't know, but you have to be part of this. So like the next UPW is a few months later, I flew her to it and, uh, and she connected there and it was, um, and we came home and everything in our life got better. Like we've been going to counseling before and it just wasn't helping. And, um, her going to Tony, me going to Tony, like it, it, it brought us back together. And then that year we went crazy, went to Fiji and I spoke at Tony's event there. And then we did the DVD, went to uh, date with destiny. We did the whole Tony thing. And it really, um, at a time in my life where I was scared and nervous about the most valuable, most important thing in my life. Um, it, he was really the one that, that brought us back together and gave us the, the strength we needed. To, and, um, anyway, so I love Tony cause he saved my marriage and, um, and shifted my life. And, uh, yeah, ever since then I've been trying to figure out anything I can do to serve him and, it's been a little over a decade now. I've, got, I've known him and um, just, yeah, everything he does is amazing. So I love Tony and grateful for him and um, can't say enough good things about him. Very cool. I've got a few more questions for you. I'd love, I'd love to ask you just about mindset for a moment because, you know, obviously in this world of business and marketing, there's so many strategies out there. But if you, as you know, the mindset, the psychology is, is so important. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Are there certain mindsets or belief systems that you have that have always supported and served you to help you get to where you are now? Yeah, I think the biggest one I can share, and it's the one that I see the most people struggle with that I have a chance to work with, um, is people are so scared of losing that they never try. And I'm grateful that I, I grew up as an athlete and I was a wrestler, and so wrestling, wrestling's a tough sport. Like It's you in a single, which is embarrassing as can be, walking on a mat with someone else and you wrestle, and at the end of it, either you get your hand raised or you don't. And you know, I did that for a decade and a half of my life, and so it's like, I, and so many times I would go out there and I would lose and I get a hand raised and I had the pain of that, but I'd get, I'd turn that pain to anger and then I'd go back, we'd work hard, we'd watch film and then we'd come back, you know, three months later, wrestle the same person, we'd beat him. And like, it was just constantly like losing, adjusting, learning, coming back and winning. And it was like, for my, my whole life, that's what I did. So I got in business. It was never scary, like to try something. I would go, I'd try something and it didn't work. I'm like, cool. I learned something. I would adjust. I'd go out and try the next thing. And like, I never had that fear of failing. Cause I just, I was so used to like, you fail that teaches you what you need to tweak and then you come back and you win. And like, that was always my mindset. And I see so many entrepreneurs struggle with that. I'm like, what if I fail? What am I, what's my spouse to say? My kids, my friends, my, I told everybody I know that I'm an entrepreneur now. And if I try it and I fail, like, ah, uh, and I don't want to lose that. And so they're so scared to like take that leap of faith because they don't want to, I think sometimes they have this dream of like what could happen and they don't want to lose their dream. Like, what if I do try this and it doesn't work, then my dream is dead. It's because of they sit in this phase of like just learning and studying because there's comfort there and they, they're, there's no accountability and they just stuck in the spot for, for a lot of times years and years and years. People never do anything. I think the biggest mindset thing that I can give people, and I wish I knew how to train it, teach it better. You know, Tony or you know, the, the personal development guys can, can teach this way better than me, but I just know that, that for me, that's what's been successful is not being scared of failing. Like I always tell people like here in America, like the founding fathers gave us the greatest gift on earth. They gave us the gift of, of the bankruptcy laws. Like worst case scenario, you fail and you go bankrupt and then they, you start over. Like it's not that big of a deal. You go back. It's like the board game, right? Monopoly. You go back to home and you start back over again. But people have so much shame of like, what if I fail? It's like, who? 
who really cares? Like almost every hyper successful person knows gone through bankruptcy at least once and a lot of them three or four times. Um, and so it's like, don't like, don't be scared of like, just try it. Cause the worst case scenario, you go back to home and you start over and you don't really lose anything. Um, it's just that fear we have of like, what do people judge us? And it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, all the people that judge me when I was failing, like half of them work for me now, half of them, you know what I mean? Like, and now they're like, man, like, I don't know how he stuck through that. And it's just like understanding that, that you're going to go through that when you get to the top, it doesn't matter. And like, that was become your story. So it's just like, you need those stories. So go get them quick because they're super valuable in the future. Yeah. They so. say, you know, they say success is going from failure to failure to failure without losing enthusiasm along the way. And I, I think you definitely <laughs> I have, that. you have that enthusiasm. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, what, what do you think drove you through past that? Like, was there a certain reason that you have or a certain driving force within yourself that are like, you just, regardless of the failures or challenges, you would just keep going? I think the, like, if I really were honest with myself, I think the biggest reason is I had 100% belief that it was real. I think a lot of people don't have the 100% belief. I remember, um, you know, the biggest, the biggest up to down, like, we had 100 plus employees. And I lost it all. Like I had to fire 80 people in a day. Um, and I didn't recover fast. It was like a three to four year process to get back to like out of bankruptcy and out of, anyway, it was, it was painful. But I remember, um, in, in the bottom of this, this crash, one of my now business partners, he was an employee at the time. Um, his, like he, I'd cut his pay in like half, like twice. And they he barely had enough to even cover their bills. And, and I remember his wife was like, you, you need to stop. Like you need to go get a job because this is unstable. And I remember he came in, um, one day and, and he asked me, he's like, is this going to work? Because he's like, I, I'm here for you and I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Um, but like, I need to know that you know this is going to work. And I was like, and I remember I had no, it was like, yeah, I don't know when, but it, yeah, we'll be fine. Like, it's going to be like, I had perfect belief that it was going to work. And so he's like, all right, if you believe it, then I believe it. And he plugged in and we went to work. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is like, I think when you don't believe it's going to work, then, then it's hard to like go all in. I think that's why, you know, I feel like my biggest role as the CEO of ClickFunnels in this movement is to like give, get people to believe. That's why we do our events, start to write books. That's why I tell stories. It's like all the stuff is to get people to believe. Cause when you believe it, um, 100% you believe it, then you'll just crush everything to do it. It's when you like, I think this is true, but I'm not sure. That's when you, you don't go all in. And so I feel like that's my biggest role is just to give people belief. Like this, this is real. This actually works. This is like, this is important. So yeah. It's beautiful. What drives you today? Um, what drives me today is like, it's so fun. Um, so like I said, today we had, what was the number again? 88,158. We got a couple new, since I said earlier, um, 88,000 people, right? And each of those people are entrepreneurs, right? And I started looking at the stories of each entrepreneur, like, like one of them, uh, I could pull a dozen off the top of my head, but like one of them is, uh, is, um, Kaylin Poland. So Kaylin is one of those 88,000 people and she uh, someone who uh, she's like five foot one. She lost a whole bunch of weight, and now she's helping women lose weight. She's helped, um, I think, they have like 1.6, 1.7 million women who have come through their trainings, um, like 150,000 who bought their courses, the supplements. They've helped like millions and millions of women to lose weight, to to feel better about themselves, and like, and they literally have changed the world for those people. And that's like one human. Like that's Kaylin Poland, right? And then there's no one like Dr. Weibel. She um, she helps doctors who commit suicide um, help help stop that, right? She's helped save over like 150 doctors from suicide. And you look at the doctors and you look at the doctors, victims, doctors, families, like, and how that ripple effect, how many people's lives have been changed because of one other entrepreneur. And you got Chris Ward, uh, chrisbeatscancer.com. Like he um, naturally cured himself of cancer. He's helped tens of thousands of other people do that. And he uses ClickFunnels platform and like we helped him amplify his message. Like how many people has he affected? 
And you got Stacey and Paul Martino who have saved over 10,000 marriages. We help get their message. Like every, every one of those people's names on that board is somebody who's causing a ripple effect in their, in their sphere of influence. And I'm like, literally for us, it's like hundreds and hundreds, maybe even billions of people's lives are being changed because of the work we're trying to do here. And that's what fires us up. And every time we see that number that go up, we're like, that's an entrepreneur who we can help magnify their message. And how, how is that person going to change the world? And um, how many more people are they going to affect? And so that's what motivates me now. Cause like, I couldn't care less. It's, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> Dave, one of my partners here, um, he gave me a check the other day uh, for this. Anyway, it was a sizable check. It was, you know, anyway, tens of thousands of dollars check. He had me check and he had me this old book that he got off eBay as like a gift for this, this thing. He hands me the old book and I was like in this check and the check, I guess it's over 40 some thousand dollars. I grabbed the check. I threw it on the ground. I started looking at this book. I was freaking out about this book. He found on eBay. I was so excited. And the whole thing, I took the check as a, and I put it as a bookmark. I was like, oh, this book is so cool. And afterwards he's like, this is so fascinating. He's like, you always tell people you don't care about money, but he's like, I literally handed you a check for like 40 something thousand dollars and a book. And you freaked out about this like $50 book I bought on eBay. Cause that was more exciting for you. And I don't think it makes sense to a lot of people, but you'll find out really, really quickly that the money loses all meaning super fast. Cause it doesn't matter. It's like, the, and, and when that happens, that's like the best thing that can happen for you as an entrepreneur because then you stop caring. It's like then you actually care about the people. And that's when the growth and the shifts and the changes happen when you shift that focus from yourself and from money to, to the people. And that's when it becomes really fun. Well, I love your passion for it. And you're helping so many people. And I want to support you with this. And uh, for those of you that are watching, I'll put some links below to Expert Secrets, his book. Make sure that you get that. Join ClickFunnels. It's amazing. It's a must-have if you're going to build your business. Check out the Knowledge Business Blueprint. I'll provide the link for that as well. Russ, man, thank you so much for your time. Is there any final message or last words that you want to share with my audience? Um, the last thing I would just give everybody is, um, you know, you, you watch us both do this, right? You've seen Dean, you've seen Tony, you see people happening all around you. And the only reason why you're not doing it now is you don't believe it's, it's going to work for you. And so the biggest thing I would tell everybody is just like, this is this stuff is true. It's real. I see it every day. I see it intimately. I get a chance. Um, you know, I have next week. I've got my my mastermind groups happen. So I have 100 um, entrepreneurs coming next week. Right, you have a chance to sit in a room with them, and like, it works. It's working for people just like you. The only reason why it's not working for you is you don't believe it is. And so like, just if you can just believe like this stuff will work for you, then all the doubts will go away, all the fear, all those kind of things, and you'll start moving forward. Like, um, and hopefully you guys felt that like this this stuff is real. It's worked for both of us. It's worked for some of the other people, and it can work for you as well. You just got to believe it, and then just start running forward and just learn the stuff. Grab it with all your everything you have and just consume it, learn it, master it, and then don't be afraid to, to, to jump and do it and plan on failing and being cool with that because uh, that's the, you know, we always talk about in our community, like you're one funnel away. You don't know which one's it's going to be. You just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying to hit the one that hits and then um, you'll become the overnight success that, you know, everyone talks about later after all the time and effort you put into it. So it's fun and I appreciate you letting me do this interview and uh, hopefully you guys all got some good stuff out of it. Fantastic, man. Well, thank you again. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed this, hit the thumbs up here on YouTube. Subscribe for more. Click the links below. Check out Russ and his awesome stuff. And we'll see you again in the next video. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. 
Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.